Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone, welcome to the Hue Living Room. We've got a great show, it is jam-packed, literally. Our virtual gallery is full, and my guest is now here. So, safe and sound. Um, you know what, like everything, GPS sometimes does not work, but uh, a certain little series saved the day. Thank, thank goodness you were only five minutes away, but you know, Joyce, Joyce Odidison, who is synonymous with wellness, with workplace behavior, and all things in that vein. We are going to be talking a lot about that, but I also have a very special guest, Heather Lee Chapman, who is the creative director and founder and owner of Own It Empire. And Heather, if, can I say, you kind of take a holistic look at a way that we can function in today's world, which is so nutty. <laughs> and crazy. Uh, we definitely want to hear more from you and it's all about sharing, sharing your lived experience and all of the ladies that are here joining us tonight can appreciate it and we definitely have the one and only Robin Priest who will give their opinion on the whole mental health and wellness and also Robin will give the old Robin Priest take on whatever we talk about. So it's so great to have all of you. Hi, Amy. Hi, Charlotte. Hi, Sylvia. Uh, I guess because you're my live, in-person guest, I'm going to start with you, Joyce. All right. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Um, well, there's so many things. Uh, you know, talk. let's talk about your background. But more importantly, we are now doing in-person events. Yes. And you have a very significant event coming up the end of September, September 28th, 29th, I believe. Yes, yes. It sounds like a long time away, but it's it not. certainly isn't. It's not. And it's in person. Yes. And it's a topic that we all have been feeling, we all have been dealing with. And it's, you know, workplace wellness. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we're hosting the Global Workplace Wellness Summit. This is our fifth annual summit, and it's happening live here in the city of Winnipeg. And uh, we're also, it's a hybrid conference. So we also have a live feed for our participants who are around the globe who wants to join us. So that's also very exciting because the last couple of years we were totally virtual. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to have the option to come back live this year. So looking forward to the celebration. It's going to be a party. <laughs> okay, it really mean? is going to be a party. <laughs> I've already purchased my party shoes oh, okay. and we're going to have a party. It is. We're going to learn and we're going to have fun and we're going to celebrate because wellness is such an important aspect of our life and everything we do in our society. If we're not well, we can't thrive as a country, as a nation, as a people. Our workplaces won't be as innovative and vibrant. And so we just have to celebrate wellness in every opportunity that we get. Well, we have to uh, emphasize the word global. And I guess with anything or through all of the pandemic, it, it has allowed us to reach yes. out. Yes. So for this summit, what do you kind of hope for, Joyce? The conversations, because it has changed and people have so many different ideas about wellness. Mm -hmm. It has certainly changed. I think what I've noticed has happened since the pandemic, people have started to take more personal ownership of their well-being, recognizing, hey, I might not be able to see anyone, 
physically. I have to do it all myself. And I think that was a wake-up call for a lot of people who, um, you know, they just go to the gym and figure out what will happen there or they're just <laughs> waiting for work to offer something and they didn't have that anymore. All of a sudden, we lost all our social network and uh, mm -hmm. even though we're close friends, we, we had to stay away from. So people have recognized that I have to come up with a plan, I have to stay focused, I have to take responsibility for my well-being. And that is good, I think, mm -hmm. in, in one sense. It's very good that people have had that consciousness that they are responsible for their well-being. Well, we are going to talk more about the summit and all of the goodies and all of the interesting things that you have planned. But uh, right now, I'm going to go to our special guest, Heather Lee. And, and Heather, I know that you're in Ontario, but where exactly are you? Yeah, so I'm in Barrie, Ontario, oh, just okay. outside of Toronto. It's about an hour north of Toronto. I lived in Toronto for many years, but Innisfil is my stomping ground here outside of Barrie. Mm -hmm. So back to the country and loving it here. Okay, so um, for some people, and, and including myself, we don't know the whole story behind yourself, Heather, and how you came to form and create own it empire and what that is all about yeah well first of all thank you so much for having me i'm so grateful to be here and see some amazing familiar faces and to be able to share my energy and story to inspire other people to own it um, and own it to me means taking full responsibility for our results in our life so we can take our power back and truly create a life we love by design and live happy and fulfilled and so how i started here was I had health issues as a kid and didn't necessarily get the assistance I needed. And post-university, I went and studied human kinetics, understand more about the body, uh, psychology and biology were my minors. And I had had some more health issues, I had some concussions and what have you. And I really got to see our healthcare system is not treating people as a whole. We are whole beings, mind, body, soul, and spirit. And there's not connection between practitioners and not all practitioners respect everyone's um, healing modalities. And there's always so much we don't know we don't know. So I started to study uh, training the brain through movement and then advance into nutrition and advanced spiritual training so that I could not only heal my clients and help them truly step into the best versions of themselves, but to heal myself. And along the way, I really just love being an entrepreneur. I truly believe it is a way to live life by design. I get to do what I want, when I want, how I want, work with who I want. Um, and really create an incredible impact doing what I love. And I love helping other people do the same. So through all the ways I've been coaching for over 11 years now um, and study human potential and performance for over 16 years, I realized that in the end, I was working with all entrepreneurs. So all my clients that I was working with were all business owners. And I was specialized in brain and spinal cord injury. So I did have a small portion that I was still working with uh, for neuro training. And I realized I loved helping entrepreneurs. And what was helping them be successful was that we worked on them and not just their business. We truly took a holistic approach at them and their life, created harmony and balance and helped them be their best self. And that all trickled into their business. Now, as being an entrepreneur for over a decade, I had been trying to launch online since I had graduated. I had had multiple websites, blogs, things like that. And I had done a bunch of different courses and things online, and everyone said they had the answer. And I remember putting a deposit down for one course, and they were like, well, once you get A, B, and C, then you'll be able to use our program to get to D. And I thought, well, what did I just invest in? And how do I get there? And, and I saw that was happening all around in the business world. Everyone had the answer, but nobody gave you the whole picture of how to run a business or how to launch an, in the online space, um, which is ever evolving in our ever evolving world. So we must be constantly learning and growing in that space. And I took my business and coaching online had great success and now help others do the same. So my vision is to truly help conscious entrepreneurs 
a lot of our business owners, not all of them, but a lot of the larger corporations don't have the highest interest of humanity. They are not um, operating from unity consciousness. And I really would love to help businesses. And I'm so grateful that I get to, that I help businesses. Actually, what I like to say, birth the new earth. To truly build a, a unity consciousness planet where we have peace and heaven on earth for the highest good of all. Not for a small portion, not for the 1%, not for the 1% of the 1%. And it really starts back with the people who have the money. And so if I can help more conscious entrepreneurs get wealthier, build businesses that provide positive workspaces, positive opportunities, give back, help people be better people, help this world actually operate in harmony, then that it to me would fulfill my purpose. And I'm so grateful that the clients that I'm currently working with, they are all really really making big impacts and waves in their communities, in uh, their zones of genius. And the ripple effect is really magical. So that's my story. That's how I got here because I was not treated like a whole in business or self. And I really got to understand how the mind works. And we actually have many things in our belief systems that have us stopped. Wow. And if we can actually turn ourselves like a whole and get to the root cause in our health, in our mind, in our habits, then we can actually transform self and actually be able to scale a business to leave a bigger impact. But if we don't actually deal with the root cause, which is within us, then our business will ultimately be capped and will be our own glass ceiling. So I just completed my NLP designation, timeline therapy and hypnosis this year. So uh, the first one and moving on to the next one shortly so that I can actually literally help you access your unconscious mind and remove those limiting beliefs that have us stuck in the same trauma cycles over and over again, expecting different results, working so hard. I worked so hard. I had three businesses, three contracts, worked seven days a week, volunteering, healing from a concussion, healing from disc injuries, um, and really realized I literally couldn't work harder. I was out of time, I had no more time to trade for money, and I knew I wasn't the only other entrepreneur out there stuck in the cycle. And so now I get to actually help people work smarter by getting to the root cause and treating themselves and their business like a whole. And I'm so grateful for it. Wow, okay, so where do we sign up? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I and I Own think and, <laughs> and, and so maybe I'm going to go to Joyce though like just hearing everything now what Heather has expounded and then what your whole event is it's like we're all talking on the same absolutely wavelength yes but why are we still on the rat race gerbil wheel and still trying to figure things out that's a really good question, you know, when you ask that, when you ask it that way, because there are tools out there. And what I find is as humans, we seldom take time to do the things that are good for us. Mm -hmm. We just do the things that feel good, whether it's good for us or not. And not everybody stop to analyze and say, is this what I'm doing good for me? Is it good for my business? Is it good for my career? Is it good for... Uh, my well-being and one of the things that we did with our work at interpersonal wellness services is we created nine-dimensional holistic model and we allow our clients to measure how well they're doing mm -hmm. to see how well they're doing in all of these dimensions so they can identify where they're leaking vital energy because when we what we don't know controls us if we are leaking energy in any one of those elements of our life, we can say all the right words. We can take all the right action, but it doesn't add up because something is missing. It's like trying to, you, you know, you have a kitchen sink and you, you open the tap, but you didn't plug the sink. The water is just going to run right through. And I think that's how most of us live. Uh, we are not taking time to, to uh, plug the holes and, you know, deal with the false beliefs, to deal with the um, the ideas, the, the things that are holding us back in our lives and the habits and, and make those change uh, profoundly. Yeah, I, and I guess too, we often, quite often get stuck in a rut. I'm going to go to Amy because Amy, 
you are the one that actually introduced me to Heather. And then I started reading about what Heather has achieved. And I mean, you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur. I think that you're doing wonderful work. I would say life is great for you, but like everybody else, everybody has their story, right? Oh, is that, is that the optics? Is that life is great for Amy? I feel yes. like I'm the one that it's, it's so great being here. Like all my mentors are on here and I feel like everyone I've, I've talked to everyone in the last couple of months for sure in bringing my problems with work or personal stuff or stuff with even with Alyssa, like it's, it's an ongoing thing. And I'm, again, I'm so grateful that everyone here again I, I work I work with and I always get great um, wisdom and insight I know I reach out to Joyce like I think a couple months ago about some work stuff and she just asked like the right question and helping me in in navigating these 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 difficult problems that I I, I, I need to um, I, I need to solve and really your your resilience sometimes Joyce uh, makes me makes me stronger in a way because you're that doer. I, I, I remember when we had our, was it the second, the third or fourth year anniversary with um, I, I Am Love, we had the workshop and afterwards you're talking about your global summit. So I've been hearing this every year and we participate every year and like nothing phases you. You're like, yeah, no, we usually do it in the States, but we're going to do it virtually. We're going to do it this way. We're going to have like big screen TVs and everyone's going to just uh, uh, um, use Zoom. And you're like, no problem. I'll find some VAs here, find some VAs there. And all of a sudden, like a, a span of like a couple months, she had like this whole new team. She just fired her team. And then she had this whole new team develop. Like I was like in awe. I'm like, oh my goodness, how do you navigate your problems so quickly and just not worried and that's where I started to kind of go into my rabbit hole where I am fearful of a lot of things and that's where I need the most help sometimes and like that validation and walk me through the process and yeah so life is not perfect work <laughs> is not perfect personal stuff is not perfect I've got problems and um I I own it I own my problems and I'm so happy again like with having the mentors that I can reach out to um in supporting me yeah. okay all right well so I, I, I tried to sell it I tried to sell it Amy okay so quickly Heather as I, I I feel this so much and please jump in jump in Joyce whatever the work-life balance it never is truly balanced I always feel that work could go really great but then your personal life is like tanking or it's the other way around how do how do we come to some sort of a agreement or some sort of common ground i'd love to add on that so there's a book called the one thing and he talks about if you want to achieve greatness there will not be balance so you have to go to the extremes to achieve greatness right the ten thousand hour rule to be a master in your zone of genius and you can't stay there. So it can only be for a short period of time or for a set period of time. So I teach 90 day sprints. I encourage everyone to set a goal, stay uber focused 90 days, and then take a time out, take a break, take a vacation, do what you need, and then jump back in. So always giving yourself a reward at the end. And he says you have four glass balls. So one is your integrity, your relationships, your health, and your business is a rubber ball. The business you could put down for a little bit, it will bounce back. Your integrity, your relationships, and your health you are glass balls that you can only put down for so long before they break. So it's finding the, the harmony amongst the chaos of the change and the transformation and growth. And I find it's easier to go through if there's an end in sight. <laughs> if you know you have that time off booked or that vacation coming or your spa day with your girlfriends. Um, so I truly believe to achieve greatness, yes, the balance will go for some time and we cannot stay out of balance because that's when we burn out. And that's why so many entrepreneurs and business owners quit because they're tired, they're exhausted, they can't do it anymore because they forgot to put themselves first and actually take a time out. All athletes recover. 
my uh, coach Kelly Roach says, you know, treat your business like an athlete and athletes all recover. So we forget as entrepreneurs, we also need time for rest and recovery. Oh, no doubt. That is so true. Okay, yeah. well, glass balls and rubber balls are mm -hmm. all sorts of fun things to play with, I guess. But mm -hmm. uh, um, I think Sylvia, Sylvia is going to be involved and Robin is going to be involved with your yes, summit. Yes, absolutely. I can't wait to have them on. Yes, yeah, so Sylvia, what's it like working with Joyce? Or no, please let's let, let's let's learn more about the summit. Um, well, I'm going to be doing a couple of presentations at the summit. One that is uh, a little bit more sort of occupational therapy based, looking at uh, it's called no spray, no pain, and um, it's or no pain, no sprain rather. It's about injury prevention because I do a lot of work, especially in production and manufacturing, around injury prevention. And I think we live with this, you know, irrational belief that because you sit at a desk all day, you're essentially not in a harmful work environment. And we know from the research that was done, you know, more than a decade ago, sitting is the new smoking while in production facilities, so is standing all day. So the stuff that I do um, on site in terms of injury prevention, I'm going to bring into that session in the summit. And then we'll also be talking about resilience and thriving and moving from surviving into thriving because, you know, talking about Joyce and being so resilient and she is, and, you know, I've had the pleasure of spending personal time with Joyce. So I can tell you that what you see is what you get. Um, and this is, this is something that I live by Joyce lives by um, the understanding that if you don't make time for your wellness, you will have to make time for your illness. And so in every part of my life, in every part of Joyce's life, um, I see the influence of that, of that adage. You know, we, we preach wellness, we talk about wellness, we teach wellness, but we also live wellness. And that means that when things come along that should, would, flap somebody else you live in a state of surrender knowing that everything always works out and it's not by magic and it's not by sitting here waiting it's by trusting and knowing that you've got all the pieces in motion that you can control and everything will happen and there's a surrender that comes i think from adversity i think it comes from having the rug pulled out from under you where you have absolutely no control. And when you look back, the gift of hindsight, I wish we had it in the present moment, but I have an exercise where you can actually use it that way. Um, you know, when you look, when you look back on something, you go, wow, I can't believe I survived that. But when you're in the moment, you look up at the mountain and you say, I'll never, never scale this. I, I will not, I, if I had a nickel, for every time I've heard someone say, this is going to kill me, mm. and it doesn't. And so there is your evidence that every single thing you've ever been through, you have not only come through it, but you've actually mastered it. Maybe it didn't go exactly the way you planned, but the fact that you're a survivor of that incident, that accident, that trauma, that challenge says that you will survive the next one too. And when you get to be as old as Joyce and I, I mean, I'm 83-ish. <laughs> That's just inflated a little bit. Um, you kind of realize that all the things that we worried about when we were younger were so harmful to our well-being, and nothing changed as a result, result of that anxiety or that fear. And one of the things that I talk about is um, when we look at workplaces, if we understood that workplaces can literally, literally make you sick or help you maintain your well-being, if we all understood that and if we understood that the person next to us who's having a really bad day has the capacity to not only influence my health, but my safety because of the way their brain is impacted by their unsafe or by their stress. So they're now in an unsafe working condition because they are, they themselves are not, their frontal lobes aren't online. So they're not safe. That means I'm not safe. If we understood that, 
we would approach work a little differently. We would come to work and say, I actually do not like you. But because of the fact that your well-being influences my well-being, I think it was Ram Das or Rumi, I forget who it was that said, we're all just here to walk each other home. If we really understood that, then we'd understand we don't have to like the people we work with, but we have to support them, help them, respect them, treat them with kindness, respect diversity, inclusion, and equity. We have to do all those things because there's something in it for us too. And to me, that is workplace wellness, is understanding that our well-being affects the well-being of everyone around us and vice versa. Can I get a hallelujah? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And now we don't have to go to the summit. Thank you, Sylvia. Okay. Oh, oh there's yeah, Joyce, much you might more of that to come. <laughs> you this promised. is just a little taste of what's to come. <laughs> you promised a party. I don't know. She's scaring me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, party. it's party. It's church. It's because we need it all. And I think sometimes we compartmentalize our life or wellness and think that, you know, one of the things that I struggled most with when I started um, doing the wellness improvement system was I added spiritual as a wellness dimension. And there was little brown me going into cooperation with wellness, with spiritual wellness. And I was like, oh, they're going to throw me out. But, you know, looking back now, as Sylvia just said about hindsight, most of the clients that I work with, this is where they're struggling. Mm -hmm. Integrity, trust, mm -hmm. beliefs, values. That's all encompasses our spiritual. The, that, those are that unseeable, untouchable element of who we are that we spend so little time developing. That's why we go to work and we are not ourselves. We can connect and we can engage and we can treat people well because we're not spiritually well. And humans are spiritually, spiritual beings. We're just mm -hmm. in the shell and that's breath is spirit. When we're no longer spiritual beings, then we no longer have breath. And I think we've forgotten that. And when we think about well-being, we think, oh, if I go for a run, I'm fine, but I can be nasty to that person. And I, you know, if I'm eating well, I, I'm, I'm good. It's, it's so much more to that. All the elements, it's the spiritual, it's the social, the emotional, occupational, the intellectual, the uh, environmental, the financial, the physical, and the interpersonal. Because the way we relate to each other, we're social beings and we're interconnected. And what you do impact me. It's funny, when you look at us here, uh, I met Amy, and Amy introduced me to you, and, and Sylvia, and, and, and uh, introduced me to Robin. We're all connected. It's, it's that degree of connection. And we've forgotten that, right? Mm -hmm. We've forgotten how important it is, and it's just as important in the workplace when your boss doesn't say good morning to you, or you're in conflict with your coworker, it affects you at a cellular level. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to talk. That's what we want to continue to remind people because I have clients I've worked with 10 years ago and they said, oh, I forgot. Yes, you remind me. Yeah, I, I didn't do that. And I say, when things were well, what were you doing then? We forget. It's that whole concept of a remembered wellness. When we're feeling well, we forget to mark down why we're feeling well so that when we're feeling unwell, we go, what am I not doing? What did I do differently? How do I get myself back aligned? Mm -hmm. Right? And that's what's important is being able to be resilient and to get back aligned. And Heather, do you have something to add? <laughs> I did. The book, The Slight Edge, is one of my favorite books, and I read it in 2015, and I'm rereading it right now in our community, and The Slight Edge is about doing the little mundane things every single day, compound over time, that bring us success. And what often people do, as you were just saying, they do them until they're successful, and then they stop doing them, and then they go back to barely surviving. So you go to almost thriving, and most people's life cycle looks like this, because they did the things. They forgot about the remembered wellness. They stopped doing the things, and then they come back. And what often happens, and you talked a little bit about it before, and I love it how um, Jeff Olson says in the book, we choose what's comfortable now. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And we end up uncomfortable later in our health, in our finances, in our relationships. So if we could choose to be uncomfortable now, go to the gym, even though you don't feel like it, but it, you want to have integrity to yourself, it's in your calendar, and you know it's good for you and you do it, that's casting a vote for our future self, although uncomfortable now, much more comfortable later in our health, our mental, physical, emotional health. So I always come back to the slight edge on, um, on our habits and what will bring us to success. And I actually put them in a habit tracker. So we use a habit tracker for our high performance habits because how easy is it to do the thing and then to stop doing it. So we actually track and Robert Kiyosaki says, whatever you track improves. Okay. So we put our high performance trackers for our goals, um, personal and professional in our trackers. So important. It's a lot of homework, and without people like yourself, Heather, and like Joyce, and like Amy, and Sylvia, we would all be lost. So is this going to be an ongoing thing? I, I s suspect that there was a, a big surge of this during COVID and isolation and people feeling lost. Um, like Joyce, what is the reaction now to the work that you do? And Heather, I'll ask you this same question too. Um, 20 years ago, or were you doing this 20 years ago? Oh, I've been doing this for 25 years. Okay, I'm short so. five years. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but I must say the need now has increased. Usually in my work, I would have summer downtime. I would write a book in the summer, I would do not anymore. I have worked more this summer than <laughs> I, I can even remember. It's just been so busy. Uh, there are calls I haven't returned because I just, uh, I have to say, okay, um, you're not dying. I will get to you next week. You, you just yeah. have to. And so we have to learn to prioritize mm -hmm. and we have to learn as, uh, even as entrepreneurs to be able to, I've always said, um, for the longest while, I wouldn't give my clients my cell phone number. I said, <laughs> I'm not a heart surgeon. There is no reason for you to be able to reach me whenever you want to mm -hmm. because you're not dying. Whatever you have to do or you need, you can leave a message. Actually, just the exercise of you leaving me a message is going to give you some relief. And then when I listen to it, I will have time to contemplate on what it is you need and possibly even be better at supporting you then. Then you calling me and I have to drop whatever I'm doing in the midst of it. I, I, cell phone is a great addition to our life, but we have to learn how to use them. Uh, we have become so addicted to these digital devices and tied to them and it's, another area where many employees struggle and many professionals and entrepreneurs mm -hmm. struggle because we be it's added more work to us. It's added us an urgency to our mm -hmm. day, which is causing exhaustion, burnout, overwhelm. And uh, I love them. They're, they're useful. It mm -hmm. would have been good if mine worked today, <laughs> today. <laughs> but, uh, but I di it didn't work and I no. got here. Yeah. So we have to remember, I was trying to remember that I said, I, you know, I have to start remembering what life was like before, mm -hmm. um, the microwave. How many of us here remember before the microwave? <laughs> like really, my kids have no clue what that era would be like. But we had patience. You had to put your food in the oven or in the pot and you waited and we had less stress. And I'm not saying that we give up our microwave, but I'm saying maybe we'll start to learn to find those little pauses, those little times and bring them back into our lives mm -hmm. because we have the same DNA strand that they had 100, 200 years ago. It's the same DNA strand. What we've just done is added more stress 
on the same system so we are our lifespan is shorter we're having more chronic diseases we're more overwhelmed burnt out and our mental capacities have just been fried because we are doing too much well that was going to lead me to tie in with robin there's a lot to to learn about this heather quickly too spinning off of my question and what joyce said being inundated with people have you now kind of made it easy for us like oh i'll just need to pick up the phone and call heather because i can't figure this out i don't so know so i only work during office hours okay <laughs> i create i create boundaries boundaries yeah. is one of the best things for us to implement exactly you know i have a business phone and there's certain hours that phone gets put away my phone is always on silent. You cannot access me unless I want you to. Um, so there's no notifications going off all day long. So just minding our mental health and creating our boundaries is so important. Um, and to, to truly be able to pause and ask ourselves, what is the things we want to be doing? What is our goals? Mm -hmm. And are all the things we're doing moving us towards our goals? Or do we just say yes to everything? So do you want to? Do you have the time, money, and energy to? Um, do you have the framework in your life to? And then you can actually start to create boundaries. And a lot of the times we can remove half the things out of our life and it wouldn't affect our business, but it would probably positively impact ourselves. So just creating that space, creating the boundaries. And I always ask, will that get me closer to my goal? And do I want to before I agree to it in the calendar? <laughs> okay, great advice. Robin, lots of stuff to think about, but what are you going to talk about at the summit? <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm doing a couple of things. So I'm on a panel on day one about diversity and inclusion and talking about wellness with those kind of concepts. So I'm super excited about that. And uh, on the second day, I'm doing a session called Promoting Mental Health Peer Support. So one of those things about us being able to chat with each other who've shared common experiences. So I'm super excited about being able to talk about that and what it looks like in workplaces. And one of the things that I wanna say is not every company wants to develop peer support programs. So um, we're actually trialing this week and Amy's trialing up with me. We're doing a session for a group of people who are working in the community and they get a bit flustered sometimes. And we're doing, a, we just wrote a course called um, when we aren't sure how and it's really about how do we have a conversation with someone that this may be going through something and we're just not sure how to be there and i think the piece for me is the conversation that everyone's had right it's about connectedness but sometimes people like we get that i call it the grocery store phenomenon you know you go to the grocery store and the person goes hi how are you and they're expecting you to say good. And if you go, God, I've had a shit day, you watch them go, boom, 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 thanks, that'll be $20.15. So like, I, I, like all of what I do, whether it's peer support or it's when we aren't sure how training or whatever training, it's how do we support people to not be the deer in the headlights so that we can connect with someone on a human to human level. It's that getting our human back on that we've all been talking about, right? So I get super excited and some of the stuff we do in that, and I'll be talking about it around the mental health stuff at the summit is what we were talking about, about like remembering the wellness stuff. What do we do each day to keep ourselves well, but think about stress in different levels some stress we see it coming some we don't but a lot of it we see it coming and what do we do before during and after that actually supports ourselves so we've got some exercises to to kind of play with people around that and uh i've watched people just like come in and remember those discussions and just 
breathe and um for me it's unleashing our awesomeness if we think about all the areas of wellness and we're not just oh let's go to the gym or oh let's eat healthy because as everyone said it's holistic it's like the people in our lives it's our connection to our environment it's what we're doing that brings us passion what our values are like all of it um i i think they're the pieces for me that we can have the greatest impact and do i think there's more about it now yes mm-hmm. is there a little cynical side of me that goes oh it's sexy for businesses to talk about mental health and wellness and then it's like oh that was sexy now what's the next sexy thing like what i want to create and i think everyone on here wants to create is it's not the sexy thing it's the thing for society and it creates the fabric that we live by and connect by jesus i sounded profound tonight didn't i Jeez, are you running for mayor? <laughs> well, no. Can I, can I copy that? Say. Yeah, oh, we, we do have, we do that. We love you. <laughs> I'm, oh, Charlotte, I mean, you, I, you are always sitting there so calm and collected and writing notes. There is one aspect, though, that we had left out. Well, I guess sort of, and that's family. And and granted, yes, not everybody has the wealth of having a family too so there's the off spin on that but how the family can affect everything that we've been talking about and for the most part most people spend more time in their workplace than they do with family mm-hmm. you know one of the things that um, I always talk about is you know family can mean different things to different people so it could be a best friend a co-worker mm-hmm. or it could be the tra- traditional family um, and absolutely, family impacts our mental health, and uh, our mental health impacts the family as well. And one of the things when, when uh, Heather, you were talking about that 90-day sprint, all I kept thinking to myself was, please tell your family that you're going to do a 90-day sprint, because huge conflict shows up if the family has no idea what's going on. And, and if we can all be on the same page to support you through that 90 days so that we're all knowing when the end game is, what, what that looks like, you're going to have a lot more of a healthy family environment as well. And uh, so I was like, I was thinking that part. Um, but one of the things I spend a ton of time is, is working with families or coaching um, people who work in workplaces of when a family member struggling at home and how to have a conversation with their employer of what's going on at home, but how it's not really impacting my work life, but it could impact my work life, like that kind of a conversation and how important it is to to have it. And it, and it came from my own lived experience. I was, um, at the time my daughter was struggling, I was on a, on a corporate board and, uh, and one of the board members knew what was going on in my, in my life. And they're like, you know, you should resign. And I'm like, I'm really enjoying this position. I know I'm, adding value to this and I, I'm not prepared to quit and, and the pressure was put on me a bit and uh, and I thought man um, just because life is a little hard at home you're asking me to quit something that I, I love being part of and um, and so it's it's finding the voice to be able to have those conversations to say I'm still able to do it I'm adding value to it and and life is a little hard at home right now so that's kind of where my head was tonight. Oh. <laughs> Sylvia. Oh, I just wanted to add to that, Charlotte. I just had goosebumps when you were talking about that because I've also had that experience um, where someone was kind of dismissive and, you know, if you can't handle it, I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? Did you just make a judgment on me that I can't handle my job because I'm having a struggle? That's yeah. not cool. But here's what I know about physical um issues and mental health issues when somebody comes back to work or comes to work with a sore back we get them a new chair we get them a sit-stand station we tell them to take breaks we let them go to the first aid room and do their stretches and all the other things 
somebody comes to work with a mental health issue, which may be a circumscribed period of time. I'm just going through this very, you know, really tough struggle with my kid, or it might be a long-term thing. We have no accommodation. We make a judgment that they can't do their job. And I had the most beautiful, although harrowing experience, um, you know, some years ago with an injured worker, I wanted to see, I was back in a, in a manufacturing company uh, after a month away, a month of not being there. And I wanted to check in with somebody that had a back injury. And as I approached him, I said to the safety officer, hey, can I just go see how he's doing? He says, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So he kind of waited in the aisle. And as I approached the worker from behind, I felt him before I saw and I knew it, he was not okay. And it wasn't anything I saw him do. It was what I felt. And I walked up behind him and I said, how are you? And he turned around and he looked at me and he just broke down. And the tears and the shaking. And I said, come here, come on, do you, let's just go somewhere private. You know, do you want to talk? What do you need from me? How can I help you? And he proceeded to tell me this story of um, a child that he, of his sister that he was financially responsible for, second brain tumor, kids five. Like, how does this happen? And he's devastated. And I said to him, you know, we talked for a while and he shared and I let him cry and I hugged him. I asked him if I could hug him. And I said, do you, do you want to go home? Like, this is not the place for you today. And all of a sudden, there was this flash of anger in his eyes. You can't send me home. I don't get paid if I go home. Don't send me home. And oh my gosh, I felt heart sick that I'd even said that. I had forgotten. They don't have that paid time, right? So I, went, I said, do I have your permission to ask a supervisor to have someone shadow you today because I know what happens to the brain when we're stressed, the frontal lobe goes offline, we're not safe, right? He's working in a production facility. So I said to him, do I have your permission? He said, yes. The supervisor himself said, I will shadow you for the rest of this week. We'll work together and you can stay at work. I'm not gonna lie, I cried right there in front of everybody. I cried. We all actually all had a little group hug because the supervisor was also tearing up and the safety officer was tearing up. But we helped that person whose family was in trouble, who needed to be at work. We helped them stay at work. That's workplace wellness. Workplace wellness is not the walking program every Friday at lunch. It's not Zumba on Thursdays. It's not, hey, if you need flex time, you can come in late and go home you know, come late, stay late, go home early the next day. That, that's all pieces. But if you want to do workplace wellness, you better fix your culture and you got to start at the top and it all filters down. We need leadership training. We need leadership coaching. Uh, we need to stop throwing policies at people. Policies speak to the head and you will get compliance. But you speak to the heart and you will get commitment. That's really different. That's what we need to do. We need to bring heart into workplaces and stop throwing policies at people and remind people what it is to be a good human. Remind people of their essential humanity, which encompasses their spirituality. And, and if we could do that and shift culture, all the rest is gravy. The walking club, it's gravy. The Zumba on Thursdays, <laughs> it's gravy. And it's great. Oh. Oh. Heather, I know that you, you could probably add on to this, but yeah, what, what kind of legacy do you want to leave for the next generation, you know, for your kids or, you know, for their kids' kids? A place where that is common, a place where that kind of behavior and respect and understanding is common. And that's how the business was started. Um, so I, I want to leave a legacy that leaves a positive impact and a legacy of love. That's what I'm here to do. And love means we are all one. We are all connected. We energy is neither created nor destroyed, only transferred. So we really, truly are all one. 
Um, and if we understand when we harm others, we harm self. When we harm self, we harm others. So if we can come from a place in business and workplaces where we treat people like a whole mind, body, soul, and spirit, like Robin was saying, you know, do we send flowers and psych add to the psych word with a get well card? We need to create space for people physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally in the workplace. And I want it to be common. I, I want the uncommon knowledge of emotional and spiritual wellness to be common and part of an everyday practice. I would like that as companies, as business owners, as employees, as a team, we meet people where they're at. Mm -hmm. Often we want them to be somewhere else and we make them bad and wrong and that doesn't help anybody grow. And yes, we have to be uncomfortable to grow, but don't you, don't you think people grow and, and be, uh, perform better at work when they're happy and treated well? So if that could just be common, that we treat each, like bring the human back, I think Robin said, like, let's bring that back. We're all humans. I said to somebody, oh, I almost spoke to them like, oh, a human I was there. And he started laughing like I called him a human. That was a strange thing. I thought, but aren't you? Aren't we all humans? So to bring the human back, to bring the holistic back, I think we, way back we had it, right? Like our grandparents just knew. My grandma's like, apple cider vinegar cleanses your blood. Use it in salad dressings. Take it. Take a bath with it. Clean the floor with it. There was just things that we we did a lot, and back in the day a lot more holistically that have been cut out. And we live in a very mechanical world. So if I could, if I could be a part of that legacy of being that holistic approach. Um, create companies and businesses where that's common, where we put people first, where we meet people where they're at, and we live in service, I think we'd all be a lot happier and the world would be a better place. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. so Heather's leaving her mark. Joyce? Oh, well, oh. I, I'm a big legacy builder. Everything that I do is... Uh, uh, based on leaving a legacy. Um, my kids know, <laughs> I've always teased them. I was like, no, 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 my money's for my grandchildren. <laughs> They're like, mom, you don't even have grandchildren. I was like, I will have one day. <laughs> I, and, and I think it's it's really the little things that we, we look at doing. And one of the pieces that I teach employees when I work with them, it's what will your coworkers remember when you're no longer here? Uh, it doesn't matter if this is your dream job or not. It is going to be your essence, your energy that you leave behind. And that's what they're going to remember. And it might be what takes you to the next job and to the dream job. It might be a good referral from this job. And whether you're a leader in the organization or whether you're the janitor, you can contribute something positively. So my entire life has been built and my work is, is legacy building. I, I've written six books. I, I design programs all around leaving a mark and giving people tools that they will continue to live and practice in their life. One of the things that I believe strongly in is are the wellness competencies. And when, Sylvia, when you talked about and the Zumba and the yoga and, and those are all little pieces of well-being that we do. But most people, when they think of wellness, they think of the physical element of wellness. Um, something I imbibe in my mouth, something I eat or drink or what I do with my body is all that, you know, involved in being well. And it's not because in his work, uh, the biology of belief, Bruce Lipton reminds us of the cell and the environment and how we connect. And there are so many elements of that. So with my work and the latest body of work that I've done is around the wellness competencies. And what I've done was to look at the, the various areas of life and pull down wellness competencies. And my programs that I teach and the coaching programs that I run and even uh, with Coach Velocity School of Coaching where we, we um, it's the wellness competencies. These are integrity, responsible communication, self-mastery, engagement, capacity building, interdependence, and we go into innovation, 
we look at vibrancy and resilience. And these nine wellness competencies, when you put them and you display them, you start to see how important they are for us as a human race. Humans, all people, no matter what color, race, size, or, or where we live in the world, need these elements for us to be able to not just survive on the planet, but to thrive and leave a lasting mark for the next generation. Because if we practice integrity, if we practice interdependence, we will take care of our environment, we'll take care of each other, and we will leave something behind because we're not going to be here forever. And when the short lifespan that we have, we should be leaving something that others can take and extend and build upon. And so that's my entire work and everything that I do is uh, based on legacy building. Wow. Well, it's 25 years, but it's well spent and <laughs> choice. I can't believe it, but I, you know, it's all these concepts that, you know, you take everybody, you, you take and you pick and you choose, right? And apply it to yourself. But mm -hmm. uh, we're all in good hands, I think, when we have people all like yourself that have joined us on today's show. And um, yeah, I, and you, it's the whole thing that you're not alone, right? No. And I think that that truly is, is the big part of it and that we're all human and we all go through everything. Once again, the Global Wellness Summit. Global Workplace Wellness Summit. Thank September you. 28 to 29, 2020. It's a, it's a hybrid summit, so you can be there live mm -hmm. or you can get a virtual pass and join us. We're encouraging organizations to buy virtual passes for the employees who are working hybrid and remote and those who want to attend because most employees are uh, who are alone at home. It's a great opportunity to come and be part of a wellness community and connect with people in a safe way and just feel that energy because humans need energy for us to thrive and, and uh, we can do that in a positive way. Most definitely. Thank mm -hmm. you so much, Joyce. And Heather, your website, do you want to give that out for us, please? Yeah, absolutely. And you can grab that free habit tracker. It's customizable so everyone can start owning their high performance habits. And I just wanted to say it's not too much homework. Only pick two habits to work on at a time. It takes about 60 days to change. Then you can pick new ones. So it's not too much all at once because then, then we get overwhelmed. Um, but ownitempire.com and you can grab the habit tracker and we do free events every month. So definitely check out our events. They are incredible. Everything from mastering manifesting and understanding the stages of change and uh, transformation to learning that 90 day sprint um, and so much more. And I really just thank you so much for allowing me to share my thoughts and energy with everybody. I'm so grateful to be here today and hopefully we'll see you at ownitempire.com. Well, and I'm hopefully you'll be here in Winnipeg live so we can have you back on the show. And I'm, you know, Robin and of course, Charlotte, your websites too, because it's all information that everybody needs to have. So Robin, your website? It's uh, robinpriest.com. Robin with a Y, come and play with us. Uh, like, love to chat. And come to the Global Workplace Wellness Summit. Cause they've got rock stars and there's a party afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and Charlotte, your website. Depending on what hat I'm wearing, but I think you're referring to the family one. So yes. it's oftenfamily.ca. So for supports for the family. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. And I just wanted to sort of hype a very special event happening September 6th. Joyce, you're available. Heather, you're invited, but I know <laughs> because it's going to be in person. Okay. Yep, she's saying okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm keynote in on September 6th. Are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. what in the evening? No. I think. Okay. Yeah. So it will be an evening thing. So Charlotte, Robin, more details to follow. Okay. September 6th, Tuesday. Yeah. All right. For now, though, thank you everyone for joining us on the Hugh Living Room. It's been wonderful. And we'll see you next time right here on The Red Couch. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. 
Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to WhatSheSaidTalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on BlastTheRadio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's BlastTheRadio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.